Hey, what's up, folks? Welcome back to another. <clears throat> excuse me. Welcome back to another 3D Hangouts. My name is Noel Ruiz. I'm a designer here. Eight different gentlemen every week is my brother Pedro. Good Hello. morning, everybody. Pedro, it's creative tech here at Adafruit. And every week we're here to share 3D printed projects featuring electronics from Adafruit. Yes, sir. This is the show where we combine 3D printing and DIY electronics to make inspirational projects. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the show. If you're watching on any of the five lovely YouTube, uh, <laughs> any of the five mm -hmm. streaming networks, we are streaming there. And we're also hanging out in the Discord chat room. You can join the live conversation at discord.gg slash Adafruit. We'll take a moment to welcome everybody. Um, we'll have some shout outs as well. I'm going to say good morning and hello, good day to Duester, Tyeth. Hello. Welcome to the show. Good morning, everybody hanging out all over the world. We are hanging out, getting ready to go over some of the housekeeping stuff. Also, Mike P is in the house. Andy Calloway. Hello, all. Yes. Yeah, so yesterday, um, yesterday, last week, we had a special CircuitPython day that happened on Friday, but today is Wednesday, so we're back to our normal scheduled programming. Um, shout out to everybody who joined us live, and big shout out to Liz for coming on live with us and chatting about her journey in CircuitPython. We took a look at some of the cool projects. So if you if you missed that one, definitely check it out. It's a good, um, it's a good refresher on like all the past projects that were uh, really cool. Well said. <laughs> all yeah, right, shout saying. outs for almost okay. every project that we work on. It's code by Liz. <laughs> Clear my throat here with some San Pellegrino. <clears throat> all right, let me get. Uh, the housekeeping stuff, right? Every week there's some updates mostly. Maybe not every week. All right, adafruit.com slash free is where uh, you can find out about the freebie deals going on. This week looks uh, to be about the same as last week, but let me go through them real quick. If your order is $99 or more, you'll get a free PCB coaster with a golden Adafruit logo. If your order is $149 or more, you get that PCB coaster plus an Adafruit KB20 KB2040, that's that lovely dev board for keyboards, for making keyboards. If your order is $199 or more, you'll get the keyboard plus the PCB coaster plus UPS ground shipping. It's back. Ooh. And if your order is $299 or more, you'll get the free shipping from UPS ground, the KB2040, the PCB coaster, and Circuit Playground Express. And we also have a coupon code today. It's good for the rest of the day, for the next 24 hours. Ahsoka will get you 10% off your order. It, it's, it has to do with uh, this week's project. There's a new TV show. Project. Yeah, it's perfectly timed with the release it really last is. night of the Ahsoka series. I thought it was yeah. good. Oh, I liked yeah, it. I liked it. Uh, high quality content for sure yeah it felt like old star wars yeah especially like, like a lot the costumes, of the, yeah. the costumes but also like the props it looked like the uh i don't know like 70s style type props they sure do yeah cool. it really did feel like it yeah. yeah inside the ship and whatnot 
little funniness with the story in terms of the plot devices that are required to move the story. But right. other than that, the effects are really good. Like the uh, like how the cat was rendered. That looked pretty cool. I think the cat was real. I think it was a puppet. I think it might have been at, at least some like sort of um, physical things that were there for the actress to interact with. You know? uh -huh. Maybe like, yeah. the facial expressions might have been like the um, the, the CGI. But other than that, pretty cool. And with that, of course, all of the merch that's being released for Ahsoka, including these updated lightsaber models. I think these are going to be the new lightsaber models going forward because they have the removable blade, which is super cool. And you have your hilt that's detached, and they're using pogo pins. That's so Jeez. cool. So we were cool. asked we were asked about doing pogo pins, and this is a great way to kind of get a lot out of your project. So these are from Disney. You can order them from Shop Disney. Mm -hmm. You get two blades, two hilts. It all comes in one pack. Um, I believe the price is like, is it fifty nine ninety nine? With like the discount, it's like fifty five bucks. So okay. your price may vary, but uh, it's only going to go well down. under the hundred dollar range. It's not going to go back. It's not going to go up. It's only going to go right? down from here. Okay. <laughs> so these are high quality toys. Um, they're not yeah. like battle graded, but no, that's fine. You you can still whack them around a little bit um so you get the blade okay you get the um the speaker battery holder switch power switch you get all that stuff so uh, if you extra stuff that uh design detail wise which i didn't grab the little clips that allows you to add it to your waist yeah this just a cylinder with a little um little cutout right here it just slides into a clip so that's cool so you can really hold it on your on your hip uh -huh. and you can take the blade out put it on your backpack yeah definitely and it's a really good build for the money and uh yeah you know in our last lightsaber it cost us 30 dollars for the resin parts you're looking at some really nice injection molded parts here so you're saving money on like i said the speaker the tube because the tube is like 25 dollars from ultra savers and that doesn't include shipping so you're actually kind of saving some money here if you go this route if you really want the ahsoka style hilt um and it's already painted you know it's injection molded so it's abs plastic you get a better battery i think because it's swappable batteries as opposed um, to like the i'm using or... rechargeable double a batteries there you go. and they're easy to take out so yeah. it's actually a really good like solution the cost, yeah, is out of this world for yeah, the cost what is you're getting. Like yeah. you, the thing that made me realize, what you just said the blade part alone that we ordered for the it's three bucks. Bucks. Yeah, this is almost the cost of this entire thing. Yeah, if you're looking at one, yeah, because one, it's, yeah, it's you get two of these because Ahsoka mm -hmm. has two blades. Yeah, and, and an extra thing you're getting along with it is that extra diffusion. So you don't need that coroplast right. uh, material to sort of illuminate the entire um, blade with only one strip. Yeah. Um, so so yeah, we were tasked by Lamar to, to do Ahsoka's, specific Ahsoka's lightsaber. And I had the idea to like, wait a minute, why don't we just like buy the Disney toy and like right. swap out the the thing? And I did a little bit of research on it. And it turns out the um, some of the people that were reviewing the toy were like, ah, you can really see dark spots in the blade. And I was like, oh, this is perfect. So right there, we can get a better uh, lit blade with adding a whole strip of NeoPixels. Um, and Pedro, you have some 
some uh, some parts, some stock parts, I think, on your overhead here. Yeah, this is just the LEDs that we removed from the blade. And you can see All right, so this is interesting. These are bare, like, you know, five millimeter white LEDs, and they're attached in a in a long PCB. So the PCB kind of creates like the structure for them, but you can see how much gap is in between them, and it's really noticeable the dark spots that you get because there's only what twenty three or so uh, LEDs in there, and they're only white, so they can't yeah. change. Yeah, the diffusion can only help so much. <laughs> yeah, so you can definitely tell in terms of the uh, is it the the dark spots for each one. Oops. Oh wow, yeah, you can really oh, see it right there. It's like a stripe. Yeah, yeah, it looks like a zebra. Well, it looks so dim with the animations too. <laughs> it looks very dim on the other hand. And then this one's all funky. It's funky, yeah. That's funny. That's some weirdness too, like the just how many pins there are in there. It's like six or five pins. It's like, oh, why did you do that? For, well, I mean, it worked for us code. though because the pogo pin has like enough pads mm -hmm. to do a NeoPixel strip. Yeah, I mean, all we need is three, but there's five on here. So if you, I guess, if you're using an RGB LED, that could work as well. Right, or an art uh, NeoPixel with like RGBW, like you could do the real white. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It wouldn't be hard to add that in the code. Uh huh. And like yeah. you were saying before, uh, these don't look as weathered, so you could definitely still uh, do some cosmetic uh, updates yeah. to it. We yeah. were laughing at the photos on the inside of this. It actually looks like it's kind of weathered. <laughs> yeah, uh, it's not no. gunk. It's like paint that. Looks like it's like the golden paint left over that got mixed oh, in on the inside of the mold or something. Okay. So it's not like sticky or anything on your on the inside, but it does look weathered on the inside, which is funny. Yeah. Okay. Well, so like we were saying before, we think this is the new model uh, that they're going to be going with uh, Ford, since we did notice. I think it was the Mace Wendy also has the removable uh, attachable blade. Yeah, I think about all the exact same parts on the inside. Yeah. So the board that they're using is what is this? Well, let me go. SSOP. Say what? The, I don't know. Whatever the board that the original board this guy came with. Right. What that looks like. You can see, like here's like the little analog vibration. <laughs> oh, it, okay. Sensor, yeah. Oh, so, so it, it uses a tilt ball switch thing. Yeah. Uh huh. Okay, so, so it's not an accelerometer, right? And the other thing I like is that the push button and the speaker were actually just regular JSTs that plugged in, so we're able to remove that. And they actually that's cool. Some of the things there. Yeah, that's super nice. Easy, super easy to unsolder and remove a lot of the components, and then just easily attach them to the terminal terminals of the um, feather. So wow, look at that! Almost the same size. Yeah, pretty close. The standoffs don't fit, um, but that ended up being a good thing. So we would have uh, the space actually fitted inside. Um, since you know, even though it does look like it, there's quite a lot of space in there, a lot of that is taken up uh, from the mold for the actual batteries. Yeah, so a lot, huge chunk of this is just the batteries that are sunk in. So it's not so much space, but enough that we're able to fit the other um, the, uh, the JST connection cables in there without yeah. too much work. Just gotta you know, sort of maneuver them out of the way when you're closing the two halves. What else? Yeah, the reason the speaker that it came with is pretty good. 
Where's the speaker located? Is it like at the bottom of the hill? Exact same spot. Okay. Main mirror, so you can kind of see here a little vent where the uh, audio come out of. And, uh, I think the speaker is probably bigger than the one we used. It looks about the exact same size. It is oh, the, really? It's actually the lower quality, the smaller little oval mm -hmm. one. So uh, it is like a, a more cheaper option, but just as loud. Um, what else? Yeah, everything can be reused except yeah. the vibration motor. Yeah, so there's a vibration motor in there, which gives it like that rumble pack kind of feel. Mm -hmm. You could add that in there, I guess, if you wanted to. Um, but we were like, eh, let's just not yeah. add more parts to the list of things you need. So all you need here really is the prop maker feather. Everything else comes mm -hmm. with it, you know, with the lightsaber yeah. toy. The yeah, speaker like uh, and the NeoPixel ring. Yeah, yeah, I don't think there'll be enough room to stick the um, the Stemma uh, uh, vibration motor driver inside. Right. Uh, might be able to fit it in there. I just didn't want to add that, then add new code for it. Have you know have a whole new uh, yeah for that. And this is a non-destructive build, so you don't have to shave yeah. anything off. You don't have to cut anything. You really don't need access to the USB controller because it's programmed. It's ready to go. Um, I just keep doing that. This button's so easy to push. <laughs> right? Okay. Um, there's also a switch that turns on and off, and you yeah. have that soldered to the um, the mm -hmm. enable and ground pin, so you can really shut it off. Yep. And, um, and you can. It, this is actually a four-pin uh, slide switch, so you could have this have different modes as well. Oh, cool. Nice. So even more stuff that you can continue adding on to it uh, cool. beyond what the guide shows. Mm -hmm. You could maybe have a mode where you do use the vibration motor. Mm. And uh, we have a CircuitPython library for the DVR um, vibration motor. So you can have like these patterns with with the vibration vibration patterns. Should be kind of cool. Yeah. Um, all right. Do you want to pop open the learn guide so we can take a look at how you took it apart and yeah. that sort of thing? That's a simple take apart guide. See if I can share my screen. I should have had this already loaded. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you're driving it, so. Yep, let's see. Here we go. Share that guy. All right. Nice little quick little rundown of this little guy. Um, so, again, the advantages of this is just being able to make it a higher quality build, meaning your animations are going to look better. Your uh, LEDs are not going to look like a zebra. And then, of course, <laughs> all of the updated sound effects because the amp that we're using on here is pretty high quality, so you will get um, better sound out of it. And, of course, it loads like a USB drive, so you can change all those sounds out. As the series is released, uh, I'm sure people are going to be making sound packs off of that. Or you could just simply record it from, like, the videos that are posted, like, to YouTube. So you can have the updated um, lightsaber sounds. Um, it does come with two, but like you were saying before, uh, it looks like this is going to be the model that they go forward with. So this should work beyond the Ahsoka one. You know, the Mace Windu has the detachable blade as well. So this should work universally, hopefully. Yeah. Uh, some of the additional stuff that we did get was the um, just the two-pin JST um, plug and socket connectors. So we can easily connect the slide switch in the speaker that is included does have the uh, socket version of the JST. So on the terminal side, I'm using the socket or the plug version. And on the 
terminal we're using the socket version so that it easily just plugs right in. So I don't yeah. have to chop off any of the speaker connectors. And then to extend the pogo pin connection for the LEDs, I'm just using the, um, uh, the silicone covered uh, ribbon cable, make mm -hmm. it nice and simple. And then the um, you can use whatever USB-C cable to connect that in. Nice little rundown of what the circuitry looks like. Uh, again, it's using all of the um, the components that it comes with, except the uh, NeoPixel. The NeoPixels. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Let's see. Moving on to CircuitPython and the code for it. This is just a mirror of the uh, prop maker uh, RP2040 lightsaber code. So exact same stuff. It all works. Yeah, it, it has the blade the color changing feature. So you just hold down the button and you can change yep. the color of the blade. You can update the colors. Mm -hmm. um, you can update the sensitivity of the, the swings and the crashes, the brightness of the NeoPixels, the amount of the NeoPixels. If you have a shorter or longer blade or a different strip with a different quantity, you can change it all up. So yeah, it's all even, the same. Yeah, even yeah. if you get like the um, the low density NeoPixel strip, it's still probably going to look way better than the 23 LEDs that it comes with. Cool. And then one of the most important parts too here is all of the waves are nicely labeled. So the clashes and the swings, you know, which is which. So you can swap those down. And then Liz breaks down all of the code as well. I think the only thing you might want to add is like the white color, since that is what it currently is. I was watching like the backstory of uh, Ahsoka and it looks like she went through a bunch of different colors. So she started off, I think, with like a blue uh, blade and then moved over to a green blade. And then um, when she went into the world between worlds, it, she came out with a white blade. So you can go through all those different blade colors that she's had. All right. Perfectly matches what uh, the abilities that you're able to do with code here. Cool. Your power down, all that good stuff here. Let's see, moving on to the blade assembly. Pretty simple. It's just literally three screws that are holding it in. Okay. Uh, there is a little bit of glue on here that um, I'm just using like a spatula to uh, pop off, but it okay. removes pretty simply. And then inside here, the uh, blade core, you can see again, all of the materials, you know, yeah. that, has to, that is associated with diffusing this. So you have the molded um, polycarbonate outer shell and then like a diffuse, like a diffusion, like inner core. And then a second inner core that is like um like styrofoam packing material. Yeah, so it's soft and it'll yeah. you know kind of do some shock absorption so that your mm -hmm. your neopixel strip is okay. So that's cool. Yeah, so in terms of just that alone, how it's cheaper than the actual blades you get from um, the other you know blade suppliers, mm -hmm. you don't get all this stuff. Yeah. <laughs> Another thing I noticed was like the tip of the blade is actually really nicely molded into the polycarbonate. Yeah, um, so yeah, it's a nice tip because the tip that I got, it's like a different doesn't it's it doesn't outside. light up as good and it's like a resin or something. So it's mm -hmm. like doesn't look as good. But that yeah, one looks so the, good. Yeah, the tip is on the outside. Actually, I have one right here. You can do a quick comparison. <laughs> you can see how it looks kind of funny it being a different material on yeah. the tip. This is the one that we purchased and then here's the one that it comes with. You can see that it's definitely a lot more better when it, it's part of the mold, not two yeah. separate pieces that is, you know, glued on this guy. Yeah. Yep. Yep. 
Very cool. So definitely a good um, cost-wise saving for what you get. So you'll remove the uh, PCB, uh, the LED PCB core out of the center there. I'll put that aside, and then we can uh, unsolder the um, the connections to it very simply, just using like those little clips to hold everything nice and uh, easy yeah. and desolder all that. Um, you're not going to need all the connections. You'll just need three for the um, NeoPixel data in the ground and the power. So these colors are going to correspond with the other side as well. So just pick whatever colors you want and just match them up on the other side of the pogo pin. There, this little cap here does remove. So if you actually want to see which pad each one is going to, right. you only need to since the colors all match on the other side. But if you really right. want to, this does easily pop off. You can see um, it's very simple. It's just a, you know, a, a PCB with the pads <laughs> and it's just soldered on the back of it. Okay. So definitely gives me confidence for um, doing our own, like our own version in. Um, connections since we do sell them in the store we have these mm -hmm. in stock uh, this definitely uh, gets me to you know sort of look at what projects these could be uh, incorporated into so yeah you could trim these off but i wanted to save them just in case you know so i just put like heat shrink on it so, so we could save it uh, again keeping in mind non-destructive <laughs> and we can reuse okay. this and all of this just slides in together uh, it all fits. You don't have to have anything like holding it in. Yeah, I see that you kept the sheathing for the NeoPixel in there too. Yeah, you, so you have another have layer, of, like, kind of. Exactly. Yeah, it also helps to uh, like stabilize it in the center. Even though sure. the packaging material, foamy stuff, mm -hmm. does a really good job of uh, keeping it in there. Uh, so when you're swinging it around, you can definitely hear that isn't it's in there solid. Okay. Nice. And that's pretty much it. Super simple with the blade attachment. Right. Just re-put everything uh, the way it is. Uh, see, moving on to the actual hilt. Uh, this is probably going to be the only difficult part with um, the way that you remove this part here. Uh, it is has a little bit of dab of glue right there. You can kind of see where that is. And that's the only difficult part in removing. So I'm just using the um, those plastic spatulas. That we use for removing parts from our print bed. You can see here the little dabs of glue that they added on here, and these are keyed. So one side has like a little, um, like a little latch. Actually, oh. I didn't glue this back on because, of course, why would you glue it back on? You can see here, uh, design-wise, this is why I'm showing it. Uh, so there's this little keyed area, so you can't put okay. this on uh, the wrong way. So that That's has cool. like a little center one. So definitely getting a lot of. Uh, good design ideas on assembly of modular parts. Yeah. And then the one part I didn't mention too with the blade actually is it only goes in one way. So this uh, pin that guides it in is a different size than the other one. So oh, the other one isn't going to go into the bigger one, you know? Interesting. Yeah, that's good. In. So a um, lot of, again, more design cues for future. Yeah. I like the twist design. lock feature too. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. Lock it in place. It's not going to fly out. Exactly. Yeah. And then with, with that, I'm going to get this out. <laughs> you can see the path that they create for that. Not really. It like twists in there, but it definitely something that I'll be copying uh, with the way it's like a rail, you know, how it goes in. Yeah. And it has yeah, to I see follow it. That. Yeah. 
Okay. Oh, look, here's that uh, weathering I was talking about that they have yeah. the inside. Funny. Yeah. Yeah, I guess it was a mixture of that gold color. Yeah. <laughs> like the inside. Mm-hmm. Cool. That's super cool there, uh, design-wise. Mm-hmm. Uh, moving on, once you do manage to pry that off, just be careful, take your time. It took me like, I don't know, five minutes to just gently prying around because I didn't know where the glue spots were, but mm. you can see where it is in that shot. So when you open it up, this is what it's going to look like. There's just two screws that are uh, holding the uh, default board in here. And then these little pegs that go through the other uh, two right. sides. And then uh, the JST and the um, the other connectors here easily unplug. You take those out and unscrew the board. Again, showing this because, like we were saying before, this might be the model that they're all going forward with. So this should probably all look pretty similar, except you know the mold of the actual hilt. Mm -hmm. um, here is the uh, vibration motor that we didn't utilize. And um, so yeah, you just take that out. The feather is going to fit where the board was before. Looks like the switch is on its own PCB. So that's just there for yeah, some yeah. So, so you don't really have to worry mm -hmm. about more design, yeah, little details, the way that yeah. the switch is actually inserted in there. It's like a little slide. So this yeah. it's on a PCB and it just you can slide it out to uh, to trace back where the uh, the wires are going. And that's okay. right here. So let me look at the Pogo receptor, I guess. Um, it has a built in spring. So that's when you twist lock it, I guess it pushes against the spring. Yeah. Like it pushes against the pogo pins, and the spring is there to kind of add compression to it. Mm -hmm. It's really used for removing, I think. So it'll it'll push it out. Oh, okay. So that that's what that spring is for. Just so the, it's easy to you know remove it. Mm -hmm. Let's see. Yeah, it looks good. Yeah, so that's not rust on the inside there. That's just the gold. Because I thought it was rust. I was like, bro, is it? How you get rusty? Already, I know, right? <laughs> so, um, again, saving the uh, clips here, what we're doing is uh, just keeping the uh, little JST, uh, what is it, like a five-pin connector. Okay. So I just left that in there. You could just okay. chop it off. It'll, it'll honestly be easier to close up the uh, hilt without oh, having this in there. <laughs> oh, but right. I just wanted to, you know, just keep it just in case. You know, sure, yeah. We'll never need it, but. It's there in case we need it. And then we're just adding the extra extension for the um, new pixel strip. Yeah. So it's just the three wires there for the uh, ground power and the data in. Yeah. The and those get, and, you know, screwed into the block terminal of the feather. Yes. Right. Okay. Uh, the other connector that we added was for the battery pack. Yeah. So it's just a regular two pin JSD. Mm -hmm. The um, polarity was the same then? I mean, yeah. it didn't matter because you're using our JST. Mm -hmm. Right. Well, okay. I just match the, the negative and the, whatever the colors are. So Yeah. So that's, that's usually the same. same. Yeah. That was easy for that. And then um, for the push button, not the slide switch, just the push button. Yeah. Uh, it's This is just going to get directly screwed into the terminal right. block. That's what does not the power, but like the... On off mode, yeah, yeah, turning the blade on and off, and then yeah. push pushing and holding to change the colors, right? 
the vibration motor, I just, you know, uh, capped off the, um, the ends here just in case, you know, later down yeah, the road. No shorting, yeah. Yep. No shorting. And I didn't want to remove it. I'm sure there's like more drops of glue in there. The design cue from this though, is just the uh, little grommet little thing that they're using here to, um, keep the vibration motor from, you know, like sounding like, uh, Rattling. So make it nice. Yeah, rattling. Yeah. So nice uh, little gasket or whatever rubber piece that they're using there. So definitely uh, take note of that when we need to use a vibration motor, not make it rattle. Yeah. For uh, the um, back of the feather to be safe and make sure that there's no charging going on with the AA uh, alkaline batteries, or in my case, I'm just using the rechargeable ones. I don't think it's like the same. Yeah, uh, you to charge those. So definitely want to remove the little trace that is between these two pads for the lipo charger, and that's just going to be safer for using regular batteries. Yep. Uh, the other thing to note here is the uh, battery uh, soldering. Uh, the little pads is going to push up against this, so definitely add some insulation for these uh, for the terminal pins on the back. So I just added some Kapton tape here. Nice. Um, oh, and one thing I didn't show. Uh, actually, no, I didn't do it. That's for the D20. If mm -hmm. you want it to be even louder than the other one, you right, could solder right. the uh, 12 uh, decibel gain on the amp. Just be these two pads. Just bridge these two together. Uh, not really needed since you do have that vent on the bottom for the audio to come out of. But if you wanted it to be super loud, mm -hmm. <laughs> you could do that. And then here's a shot of what everything looks like with the feather plugged in. Just have the uh, JSTs and the um, terminal block all populated here. You can see that it fits between where the old standoffs were. Yeah. Um, you could, I guess, reuse the screws on there, but because this portion right here, you can't really, you can kind of tell it pushes up against the board. So it's oh. doing a nice little sandwich. And then so this is what I was talking around. about. Yeah. 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 That's why you want to <laughs> insulate that in case this uh, ground connection here <laughs> touches Ooh. anything. Ooh. Yeah, um, and this is what I was talking about with the the batteries taking up so much of the space. This is molded down, and it goes into this uh, this second half of the the handle. Cool. See when you are closing everything. Um, I just used a tweezer to sort of um, maneuver all of the the wires sure. to the sides. And then watch out for like where your screw holes and your uh, standoffs are to make sure there's no uh, wires in the way when you're screwing all your um, your screws back in. But the batteries are they double A or triple A? Double A, so okay. three. And like I said, I'm using the rechargeable ones. Those work just fine. Since yep. I really hate using you know non-rechargeable anything. Okay. Waste. Um, so yeah, that's pretty much it. Super easy way to upgrade, um, I'm going to say it, any of the future uh, lightsaber toy builds. Sweet. Prop makers are in stock, which is great. They were out of stock for a couple of weeks, but they're back in stock. So if folks missed out, you can, uh, you can get them on. And don't forget, Ahsoka is the coupon code, so you can get 10% off your order if you want to get some strips um, or a feather. There you go. Very nice. Yeah, man. My favorite part is the detachable blade because people have been asking about that. I've been uh, a little bit timid on trying to create my own mechanism for it. I feel like there's mm -hmm. a lot of engineering involved for it. Um, 
and we don't really have a, a spring loaded pogo pin we have like this magnetic kind of thing so oh, even still okay. it might be difficult but i don't know we'll see yeah, i mean again what i've noticed the spring use is just to pop the blade out it's not really mm -hmm. useful when you're putting it in because it's like applying force as mm -hmm. you're uh, trying to attach it yeah Cool. Yeah, we'll definitely uh, look into uh, using Pogo pens for something else. Probably a yeah. sword. <laughs> All right. Cool. It's nice to have a project that doesn't require any 3D printing. It's more like upgrading your toy. It's kind of like mm -hmm. the, it reminds me of like the My Little Hacker stuff that PT and Lamar have been doing. Exactly why they wanted this to yeah. um, sort of expand the, and, and to see if the uh, board would actually fit into these uh, existing lightsabers. So. Yeah, definitely a good show that it does. Yeah, good, uh, good show. <laughs> All right, that's uh, this week's project, and then last week we did the Circuit Python Day, um, so we didn't get a, we didn't have enough time to go over um, that week's project, but I can go through it real quick. It's actually a non-electronics project. But it's good for filming electronics. So this is a, an overhead camera rig designed using 2020 aluminum extrusion. And I got inspired by a similar rig that Pedro, you purchased. It's from newer. It's like these steel tubes. And it's a lot bigger than like my setup. So I wanted to make a modular setup. Uh, so we have 2020 uh, in the Adafruit store. And I figured, let me use a couple of these and some metal uh, plates to kind of create the same kind of modular system. Um, so I have all the parts here listed. Um, I actually used it for the upcoming D20 project. I used it, you can see here in this photo, like it has you know a, a slotted rail so you can attach an L plate for your DSLR camera or iPhone or whatever camera, webcam even. And just make it so you can get really perfect top down shots. So hence the overhead name. And um, because it's using 3D printed um, connectors, cross connectors, um, it's able to slide along the T-slot so I can make it um, any size I want. And um, I can make the, the overhead go lower or higher if I need to so I can get a closer shot or a smaller shot if I don't have like a, a zoom lens. So it's pretty nice. All the, all the 3D printed parts uh, can be printed without any support material. They're fairly thick and rigid. I found PLA okay, but you could use PETG or ABS if you want. Um, pretty simple. I use um, mainly <laughs> Fusion 360's animation workspace to do these like GIFs so that I can show like how the parts are put together. Pretty simple and self-explanatory, really. But we have all the screws and the, uh, the slim T-nuts in stock um, and in the shop. Um, you could purchase your 2020 from other suppliers like Open Beam. I think they sell some longer 2020 extrusions, so you don't have to necessarily do it this way, but it's just here as to show you how I did my build. And then um, it doubled, not just for overhead photography, you can add these kind of spring clamps and then add a poster board or a photo drop, you know, back, backdrop uh, to do like glamour shots. And then here's just a shot of the uh, the cross braces. Uh, I couldn't find a, a metal, you know, version of this cross brace because I really wanted to be able to slide it along um, instead of using like a T plate. 
Um, so that's why I came up with this solution. And that's here's a GIF of it, like kind of moving the legs along the overhead beam, and then the overhead beam can slide along the legs. Um, the main thing that's held in place, that's like secured in place, are the legs themselves. Those are using um, the corner braces and the L plate just for that extra stability. And then these black little pieces here, um, I couldn't find any rubber end caps. So I used the TPU Ninja Flex. Actually, no, it was a TPU from, I think, Matter Hackers is what I used. So it's like sh the shore hardness of the uh, non Ninja Flex. What is it, like 95A, I think? I think 85. No, no, no. 95A. So it's not stretchy, but it is kind of, it is flexible. So I found having those printed in, in that TPU filament worked out well. And then here's how I use the camera. I have a, you know, an aluminum uh, plate that I purchased from Amazon. Um, it just, ha it comes with a bunch of mounting holes and it comes with a, a D screw thing. So it attaches to the camera nicely and it's slotted. So you can like adjust the height of it. That's pretty much it. It's a really simple build. Um, so if folks are needing a, you know, an overhead solution for their for their setup. If they're doing documentation, doing photos, this is a really good workup. Before I would have my tripod with C stands, and that mm -hmm. takes up so much space. And I'm in a small apartment, so I'm really you know strapped for space. So having this like on the um, on the table really helps out. And it's completely modular. You can add all sorts of things. If I want to have an extra monitor, some more lights, like I can have all these adapters and stuff. Mm -hmm. so it's, easily it's really, attached to it. Yeah, easily attached to it. So now, even beyond the space, just having a tripod in your way yeah. definitely messes with your, aim, your your orientation of how you're actually assembling things. So we're always like having back issues with like mm -hmm. hours of shooting, you know, an assembly because of you know uh, having to maneuver around a tripod and yeah. then the oh man, we were you just talking about how you need a counterweight <laughs> for it because we have that, you know, the 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 um the tripod head, you know, yeah. how it's vertical. So you need all this weight on the back of it. Mm -hmm. and then the, the space of the tripod legs itself and then just the setup you know avoiding pinching your fingers like that was always like a weekly occurrence yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah this is a great solution and it's you know fully modular so it'll if you're if you have a small table it'll work on a small table if you have a big table you can stretch it out make it fit across your whole table um, i think it works really well i'm using yeah, like, like i said i used it on the d20 already already mm -hmm. got um shots and it works out really well yeah, the uh, angle that you get at it is way better, I believe, than the um, trying to get the the little digital lev uh, leveler to you know be oh, right. completely straight down. Yeah, yeah it's it, completely straight. Yeah, it could look you know the the perspective can look all like trapezo trapezoidy mm -hmm. the way you're angling things sometimes, but this is just straight down. There's no way to mess that up. Yeah, and this is in terms of the uh, lifting the height too. It's a little bit more better than the one that I purchased because it's set to these pins on the side that are, you know, that have these oh, um, that's right. set, uh, gaps. So I can't get in the middle of those gaps. It has to go down to the next one. So you can more precisely get the height that you need. Yep. Than the newer one. And it's aluminum. So it's non-ferrous metal. So if you have mm. like a magnet thing, oh yeah, 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 it won't mess with that. But also, it's lightweight, so it, it's lighter than the steel beams. The, yeah, the one. 
So yeah. what I like is I can take it apart. I actually do this. I take it apart mm -hmm. and now I just have two legs and yeah. a beam that I can lay flat up against the wall. So it, it I, I'm able to store it away flat pack style. Yeah. So again, saving space in a small work area. So it's just, it's just really nice. Um, yeah. <laughs> so if folks want to build their own, uh, kind of set up, um, check out the CAD files. Um, it's all in Fusion 360. There's also a step file, so you want to add things to it. Um, you can totally do it. Um, I'm also using it for the backdrop. Where's the photo of that? Yeah, like this photo here shows um, how the backdrop can be added with those uh, spring clamps. So that's easy to add. And uh, you could even, um, I didn't show it here or any of the photos, but you can actually use the T-slot to slide in a poster board. So like a foam core poster board can uh, can fit in to the, to the rail, you know, the T-slot. Mm -hmm. So it's actually like perfectly straight. And uh, that's a kind of a neat way to do things too. So, so yeah. And again, you can get your 2020 from anywhere. You don't have to get it from Adafruit, but if you do, that's cool too. Um, yeah, Lamar seemed to be into the idea, so. Anytime we have like a camera related project, like, yeah, yeah, go for it. So shout out to Lamar for letting us uh, kind of turn that into a, a nice uh, weekly project. So I was able to kind of quickly bang this out and document it and use it in real world stuff. Um, mm -hmm. So it's nice to have like a break from like having to design something from scratch and 3D printed and then uh, electronics and coding. So it's a nice camera project. Mm -hmm. I actually want to build one just so I can move the one out of the soldering room to just have that already set up because the one in the photo room, I'm, I'm not moving that. <laughs> it's just yeah. there, ready to go. Right. Yeah. Nice to have multiples of these. Well, I'm looking at a photo here oh. from Tyeth. Looks like he has his own kind of modular system with these different, um, I don't know, are they plastic? And it holds like oh, feathers. Yeah, he's asking about how to um, mount several sensors. I put the link in for the swirly grid that uh, Scott. Oh, designed. yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a good idea. More yeah, airflow. So more we airflow. could print mm -hmm. or design and print some little feet for the swirly grid. So it would like stand up vertically. Maybe that. Okay. Maybe, yeah. Or, or we do have those little feet. Um, I think they're like M3 feet. Remember with the rubber uh, balls on the bottom? Okay. Maybe you could attach those to the swirly grid and have it lift off, you know, to have some feet so the airflow could go from the bottom. Hmm. Or you could just have tall standoffs, right? Yeah, you could do the thing. But if you want to hang it, um, right. yeah, you could add... Okay. Just two, so it'll hold on to the pole. Hmm. Okay. Cool. And that's this week's projects. We're just catching up on uh, last week's project. We still have a little bit of time here to run through. Oh, yeah, let's go check out what you've been prototyping. Um, yeah, we'll do it real quick. Um, mostly, Pedro, you got the you got some cool parts that you printed on the dual extruder there. Yeah, so redoing the D20 project. Uh, Noah, uh, pretty close to having this completed. Phil B finished up the code. It's had a couple of additions to it. And we wanted to see what it would look like with the dual extrusion. So we're just using the Ultimaker here to do the um, color dual extrusion on this. 
and it looks pretty good. Yeah, I love it. Um, so what I have here is the resin prints from JLC PCB. We got them printed in that same resin color from our lightsaber build a couple weeks ago. It came out phenomenal. Like the the um, the surface quality is so nice. It's got this matte dark gray look. All the taunches work out really well. Um, so we have magnets to kind of fuse the two together to snap the two halves together. Um, it has the feather prop maker RP2040 because it has the built-in amplifier and accelerometer to do this project. Screw block terminals. So the only external kind of component is the the speaker that I have mounted actually on the on this inside here, and then the 400 milliamp battery. There's a little slide switch as well that gets mounted there. So it's using the exact same sound effects that Phil B recorded back in 2015. So when I turn it on, it says greetings, adventurer, because we're about to venture into the world of Dungeons and Dragons. Uh, yeah, Phil B wrote the code so that it only will. Uh, oh, I guess I, I, I mistriggered it. <laughs> I was going to say, like, he had it so that it, 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 it has free, kind of a free fall detection. So I just rolled it in my hand. I don't have an overhead set up, but um, he figured out all the, he mapped all the, the vectors um, properly so that it knows exactly what face it's landing on. And it has all these, like, little random um, kind of, uh, accent. So if you if you roll a low number, it'll laugh yeah. at you or be like, do like a fun thing. And if you roll a high number, it'll be like impressive or good mm -hmm. job, that sort of thing. Uh, and then for the counterweights, we, we wanted to weigh the two equally. So we added some pennies on the inside with a little screw cap um, to, uh, to make it uh, nicely balanced. It's not perfectly balanced, but at least we tried. So mine has those pennies in there. And this extra cap that snap fits over it, so it holds those in there. You could also glue it in there. Um, but yeah, we wanted to make sure that it could be counterbalanced. So Jumbo D20, that talks to you. Cool. <clears throat> this is uh, way easier to build than the last one. You had a board for everything, like Everything was separated. Came out. The charger, the amp, the accelerometer. Yeah, it was the component. Yeah, it was in the before time. So in the before Arduino. Time. Yeah, Arduino. So much template with just one board. I rolled the four. <laughs> Speaker. Yeah. <laughs> Which yeah, actually um the way that I mounted the speaker to the rocket. Lamp I should probably do that to this one as well. Uh, how is it mounted? It is, I think I still have it here. Yeah, there's, I'm gonna roll it again. It's just this little guy that attaches to the feather. Oh, okay. I see what you're saying. Yeah, so a separate mount for the speaker. Yeah, that's cool. Um, the only reason I mention that is because at a certain, well, when you roll 13, or um, no, what would it be? Uh, yeah, it's 13. When you roll 13. When you do 8 when it lands, well, when it's on 8, actually, the concept has kind of muffled because the speaker is pointing down. No, sorry. Yeah, 13. When you get a 13, 
the speaker is on over the eight, so it'll be down on the, um, on the uh, table. So it sounds a little muffled, but if you mount it to the back of the feather, uh, you won't get any of that muffling. And then yeah. you can use the um, the gain on here to make it sound even louder. Yep. Yeah, those are good good tips. Um, so so far, I've rolled it a bunch of times, and you know on a table it doesn't stuff up or it hasn't it's it's durable resin like it says it's high temperature and pretty durable so um within reason you're not going to want to throw it on the ground on concrete I'm so sure i did yeah i know you did i threw it on rocks and concrete and you can kind of see here you got a little bit of white scuffing yeah edges here so just watch out for that with the resin prints i'm, I'm gonna guess it's gonna happen to the pla one as well right. but we'll find out i'll let you know um on a sub note, side note, I am trying to like paint the numbers with enamel paint because it's kind of like this shinier paint mm -hmm. instead of using acrylic. And then I had one of these um, applicator bottles with a fine tip no nozzle. Mm -hmm. So the idea is to literally just fill in the uh, the numbers with some paint. Oh, wrong one. So that's what I'm hold on, doing. Hold on. Yeah, I know. Yeah. What'd you do? I didn't do that. <laughs> Maybe my thing fell. Oh. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, so the color combos don't look good here. Um, obviously, this paint will look better with a dark, but this is the first prototype I did. Um, so filling in that paint. I don't have my overhead, so I can't really show you a detailed version. But uh, it tended to work out. I was able to fill in the, the, uh, the numbers with that fine nozzle. I got here. You can buy these from your arts and crafts store or Amazon or wherever fine things are sold. Yeah, I'm going to need one um, for filling and things like that. not acrylic. It's uh, enamel paint. It's different. It's like nail polish, oh. basically. Huh. And it's, it's a dollar on clearance at the Joann's Fabric here hmm. in the States. And uh, I was able to fill up this bottle with that blue or purple. And hopefully it hasn't solidified in there yet. But yeah, these are nice uh, metal-tipped fine nozzles for precision, like kind of stuff. You can also fill it with glue and stuff if you want to do that. Mm, yeah. Um, but yeah, that's the, D the D20 project. I'm pretty much done with the assembly. Um, we're just gonna get some hero shots and um, get video of it. So that'll be my next task. But it should be ready for next week. Code's already done too. Um, shout out to Phil B. I really like that he was able to reuse his uh, his his audio files that he did back in the day. He recorded all the numbers and all the little accents and stuff. Really cool project. Um, yeah, perfect project for the prop maker. An enchanted D20, says Ken. <laughs> <laughs> Just saw that. An enchanted D20. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Yep. All right, that is uh, the prototype. Uh, we have a quick shop talk segment, just real quick. Um, one of our uh, Jeff Epler on the Adafruit team, he recently used a hot air station to uh, mm. to get rid of some of the hairy string you get sometimes from 3D prints. And um, we haven't talked about this in a while, but we do this all the time. And um, you can get a hot air station anywhere, but Adafruit stocks one too. And uh, we actually have some learn guides that where we uh, link to it that shows uh, we used it on some of these prints. It's not just for, you know, reworking 
uh, electronics. It's also good for uh, getting rid of some fine string on your 3D prints. Yeah, what's funny is that I've never used it on reworking anything. It's always been for oh, getting right. rid of the it's my tool string. For oh, yeah. um, before I knew that you could just use the side of your soldering iron for the heat shrink wrap. Yeah. This is what we were using it for. <laughs> yeah. To use this heat shrink wrap and then mm -hmm. prints. You could also use it on a print to like um, mold it, bend it. Yeah, mold yeah. it, bend it mm -hmm. if you want. Remember like the hairy lion where you would use a blow dryer? Uh -huh. Yeah, yeah. You can do that with an air, hot air station, more precise. I, I think I, this is exactly what I use. Uh, we do sell different tips as well, um, the end part. So you can have like a super fine tip or you can have like a more spread out tip. And I think Ooh. it shows it down there somewhere now. Additional products one of those links no maybe no, it's, like, yeah, it's like recommended to purchase with uh oh nope talk to the team on adding that yeah there it is right there right next to the add cart button scroll oh there you are too yeah yep, those are the different nozzles you can get as well cool. so all of these Ooh. so good tool for all around you need mm -hmm. some hot air Get yourself some nozzles. Yep, and it was actually used on this week's Time Lapse Tuesday as well. You Rolling right into Time Lapse Tuesday. Here we go. You kind of see the edges here. You can see it in the time lapse as well, uh, just because of the way that it's um, uh, retracting, moving out of the way to take the uh, picture, and then going out to all of these little towers, too. There was definitely a ton of hair that was removed with the hot air workstation. Cool. And this is a gothic head crown. Head crown. Yeah. Perfect for ho upcoming Halloween. I did mine in this cool little rainbow PLA color. So it's going from gold purple to this dark blue. And is it glittery too? Design. Yeah, there's glitter in there as well. Okay. See it there. And yeah, excellent model. I think it was like a dollar. So definitely worth okay, it. Dollar. It actually fits. And you were mentioning before, kind of looks like the um, Burger King crown. <laughs> if any crown looks like a Burger King crown to me. <laughs> so this is designed by Absurd Designs on Colts 3D. Make a splash on Halloween in your next staff meeting with this headpiece. <laughs> the crowns are designed for a vampire evil queen sort of Photoshop shoot. Uh, it's got a, a gemstone. Excuse me. And... Uh, it's got a dimension of 21 centimeters by 16. Yeah. No supports, right? And just prints flat on the bed. Yep. Yeah. It's fun. Good find. Yeah. Excellent uh, model here. And it fits like a standard person's head. Standard person's head. I guess you could scale it up. I wouldn't recommend scaling it down because you are going to, uh, these will get super thin. Oh, right. So definitely okay. won't work for like a kid's head, unfortunately. Right. This is for adults only. Yeah. <laughs> All right. It kind of reminds me of the Ice King from uh, Game of Thrones. Yeah, especially with this color, <laughs> with the blue. Yeah. Oh, oh, and a related question from Taith is asking, what temperatures were we using for the heat gun? I just used 170. 170. Yeah, it's usually okay. at what uh, temperature the PLA starts getting like mold, uh, where you can mold it. Right. 
Good to know. Yeah. I didn't know what temperature to do. Yeah. I had to get another one of these because the one that we first got all those years ago, do you remember like I dropped it and it started making like a weird noise? Oh, so, so be careful. Drop, it. <laughs> drop it. Yeah. I like that it, when you, when you put it in the holster, it shuts off. Has yeah, like yeah, shut yeah. Off. Remember that? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. I forgot to mention that. It's a good feature. Yeah. That's why it's $125. I mean, it gets temperature super hot, uh, super fast. So, right, there's that too. Yeah. Cool. All right. All right. Moving on. Yeah, yeah. Uh, moving on to community makes. Got a couple this week. Got a couple this week. Uh, I won't highlight every single one, but man, the lightsaber got featured on printables.com, and lots of folks have been uh, posting their makes and making it. Uh, uh, there's a few folks that had a little bit of issues with the tolerances, so they went ahead and remixed some of the parts. So the blade holder and the emitter are remixed. So if you are running into those issues, check out their remixes. Um, so everyone's printing it in their own different colors and using different grips. Um, here's this really cool one um, by Do Not Panic. They posted their photo of their build. It's in this Super cool, like iridescent dual color filament. It looks like that shiny silk filament. Looks really cool. Um, here's one built by uh, Decepel or Des Decibel. Posted up their make, and and uh, they actually remixed um, one of the parts. Where is here? It is. We got this nice black with some gold. Nice. Here's some another one. Here, I think actually this person here, um, Alcor23, did a remix as well. Uh, I yeah, it looks love really that good. color combo. Yeah, it's a really good color combo, gold and black. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So it wasn't fully like screwing all the way in, so they uh, mm. increased the gap in the uh, blade emitter. Hmm. Someone actually um, uh, already yeah, did some painting and weathering, but there's like a whole conversation here, folks. Nice. Putting up their make of it. Yeah, here's one turned on. That looks really cool. Mm -hmm. This was posted. Uh, who posted this up? This is by Alcor23. Yeah, and they have the remix here of the uh, blade emitter or, or the blade holder, rather. So it looks good. I forget the name of the droid who does the lightsaber building with the with the younglings. I wonder who's gonna dress up as the him and have like all the different lightsabers. <laughs> all right. Yeah, it looks good there. Cool. So everybody's uh, making their lightsabers. Awesome. Yeah, lots of lots of conversation going on there. All right. Um, past the lightsaber uh, craze, we got a snap fit case for some washi tape posted up by Colleen Jordan. They got their snap fit foldable case. So this awesome. was a fun little project to hold your reels of tape mm -hmm. if you're into washi tape. Yep. I need to print those out. Yeah, right. Are they being held just by like the being pushed up against the uh, little what are they called? Little things we hold them in. Mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, yeah. Next up, we have uh, a make from Luna Loon LX posted up their make of the retro styled weather station using the Pi Portal. Okay. Love this project. Snap fit case. A couple buttons in there um, with these retro eight bit graphics. Looks really fun. Matches the theme of the case. It's just an overall cool case for uh, your Pi Portal 
It comes in all three sizes: Pipe Portal, Titano, Pipe Portal Pint, 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 Pint and Pipe Portal Classic, whatever. I never <laughs> finished the uh, the tiny little computer with the Pint one. I still have it just sitting there right. with, the <laughs> with the keyboard, right? Yeah, with yeah. the keyboard. Raspberry Pi high quality camera case. Here's a post up by Douglas Hale. Post it up there. Oh, that's a nice color combo. That hey. yeah, looks good. Snap the case oh. for the HQ, the high quality camera, Dang. With the big lens. Mm -hmm. It's got that mount thing. Pretty cool. This is a really fun one. So the um, LED noodle shop sign was something I did, I think, last year with these LED noodles. Uh, it was for this Lego noodle shop. Um, but Esquired posted up their make, and they completely redid their own Chili's-themed um, uh, with LED noodles. It mm -hmm. looks like he diffused, or he, he did some light blocking here, which was nice to kind of cover oh, up some of those spots. Yeah. It makes it look like uh, how like Neon does have their, their little blockers, huh? Yeah, they paint it. So. Wow. Yeah, it's really cool. So uh, if you want to make an LED... Small LED noodle sign. We have new, uh, longer LED noodles now. I probably could have benefited from using paint on my build because you can kind of see the connectors here. Mm -hmm. well, I mean, it, so it snap fits into the yeah. to the Lego build. I mean, for our stuff, we usually let it go so you can see how it's being built. Yeah. Right. Yeah, I think some wires are coming out here. Mm -hmm. Maybe. Fine. <laughs> yeah. So that's cool. Chili, yeah, uh, chilies over Applebee's. So I'm glad they did the chilies one. <laughs> yeah, it says the included 3D file was helpful. Ended up using one lime green and one red for my noodle project. Very cool. Yeah, and then the last one for the week is a uh, D20. What do you know? Uh, everybody posts up a, a normal D20, but not the talking D20. Because like, why would you do it with all these boards, dude? It's it's a build. It's intense. Yeah, I don't even want to look at it anymore. <laughs> I mean, I would not have built this if it wasn't as easy as it is now. Yeah, it's, it's literally just so much better. Screw in your speaker and solder your slide switch, connect mm -hmm. the battery. Yeah. That's all good. So shout out to uh, Ryan for posting up their make of a nice D20. Lots of folks have made the dice. You can, it makes a good resin print, oh. too. Yeah, very high quality. All right, and that is, we have reached the end of the show. We're a little bit past the hour, but uh, thank you, everybody. Don't forget, prop maker feathers are in stock. Ahsoka is the coupon code. Let you can use it for the next you like four hours. Yeah. yeah, let us know if you like the uh, show. I thought it was cool. If you didn't like the show, don't tell us. <laughs> <It's fun. laughs> Plenty of uh, people that don't like things. <laughs> Um, so thanks everybody for joining us. That's all folks. Um, shout out to everybody. We'll, um, there's show and tell tonight and ask an engineer. We're back to our reg regular scheduled programming. Thanks everybody. It's been fun. We'll be here next week if everything goes well, but until then, remember to make, make a great day. day. See you tonight. Hi everybody. We'll see you tonight.